from San Diego, California. This is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how you can have fun and excitement in your bedroom by being a spontaneous lover. And I want you to think about this quote from Arnold Glasgow. He said, success isn't a result of spontaneous combustion. You must set yourself on fire. And we start this show as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage show, welcome. We're so excited that you're here for the first time. And just so that you know, the hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family who's been impacted. Mm -hmm. And this week's hug is sponsored by Called to Love, experiencing your best marriage through the words of Jesus. And you can find this at calledtolovebook.com. In this book, you will be equipped to look at your spouse the way that Jesus does, to take time to pray for your marriage instead of just throwing up a heaven help me or God change my spouse, Mm -hmm. how to transform your relationship into what God intended for your marriage when the two of you became one. Here's what folks are already saying about this book. I prayed for the first time with my husband last night at our weekly State of Our Union chat. It felt great, a little scary, but very much set the right tone for our discussion. Somehow calling on Jesus only infused the session with a sense of love and safety, and it was one of the best we've had in weeks. I love the prayers I'm hearing Elisa use on the audio and will likely begin to use some of these as a starting point for praying more frequently. It's nice to have a starting point for sure. So you can get yours at calledtolovebook.com. And when you do, post a picture on Facebook. We're already starting to see um, pictures of people getting Mm -hmm. their books. So post it on Facebook or Instagram and use the hashtag calledtolove because we're loving seeing where this book is ending up and just already hearing the stories that are coming out of it as couples are finding another way to be intimate with one another. So this week's hug actually came from an email that we received and it said, Tony and Elisa, thanks for everything you guys do. My wife and I have been struggling for years, and when a friend introduced my wife to your podcast, it opened up a new line of communication for us and is revolutionizing our marriage. All right. I listen to several podcasts each week, trying to listen to them all. There's 370 for those of you that are brand new. This is actually episode 371, so you got a little ways to go. Mm. We know that. It's okay. You have time. You help me daily look for ways to love my wife and serve her. Mm. I even stopped. Guys, this, guys and gals, this is perhaps the most golden nugget to pull out of this entire email. I even stopped before entering the house on days when I'm super tired to ask God for the strength to serve and not just drop on the couch and crash out. That's a game changer mm-hmm. in their marriage. Yeah. Game changer. So big. Thank you. I share your podcast with lots of friends who are struggling. Even my sister, as she is newly married, want her to learn from your experience and avoid the mistakes that I've had to learn the hard way. Right on. I love that. Yeah. And that's how we have brand new listeners each and every week coming to right. the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. It's folks just like this husband who are going out and saying, you know what? You need to listen to this because I heard something that changed me and maybe it'll change you. Mm-hmm. Love that. So Tony opened up the show by saying that we were going to be talking about the fun and excitement you can have in your bedroom by being a spontaneous lover. And, you know, I want to actually 
dial that back in because before we can get to being spontaneous, we've actually got to talk about where most of us are these days. Right. And I'll be the first person to admit that I have probably anywhere from seven to 10 items that go off on my Google calendar every single day. Just things I gotta, I, I've gotta do, appointments I've gotta make, things I've gotta do with the kids, you know, things that Tony and I are doing, work projects. Tony, um, bless his heart, my husband still uses a paper calendar. I do. He still uses it, but you know, here's the thing: maybe the alerts, the alerts aren't popping up, but he checks that thing all day long. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at it, knowing what's going on, right? Right, and it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. I, I make fun of him because I was the one that used to be on the paper calendar, and then I switched to. One the, of these days, I will be. It's, it's Soon. coming. It's coming. It's coming. I, I, we're slowly working on converting him over to a digital calendar, so the whole family. But that's that's a show for another day. That's another day. What we're talking about is that you know we're all ruled by some kind of time management mm-hmm. because we have very full lives. Right. We make these choices to fill up our lives. And so we've got to stay on top of what's going on there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we schedule, 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 schedule. And then it comes to our sex life. And time and time again, we hear from folks and and we've said it ourselves. We want our sex life to be spontaneous, which is in direct conflict with what we live on a day to day basis. Right. With with the other, you know, 99.99% of our time. You, you want spontaneity, but you choose to live in a world that's ruled by schedules, right? And so it causes a lot of conflict, right? Because now, because we want that, we crave that spontaneity, mm-hmm. we're waiting for the perfect moment. We're waiting for the perfect energy level. We're waiting for the perfect number of chores, obligations, and to-dos to be done. And, and in all of that waiting and trying to like go, okay, well, I'm going to be spontaneous when? Right. When everything's done, then I can be spontaneous. Right. When when the kids are all in bed, I can be spontaneous. And the problem is, is that we're waiting for all these things to line up, to fall into place, to magically happen. And in the meantime, we're missing out on opportunities to connect with our spouse. Right. Right. Because we're sitting here going, looking at our calendars, seeing everything that's going on. And in that we have a difficult time. And I say we I, I, I. that's Elise and there. I, you know, that's us as well. Having that ability to go, okay, right now, let's drop everything and let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're wasting so much time looking for the perfect opportunity that, that we're missing. We're missing chance encounters with our spouse. Mm-hmm. We're missing five minutes to have, you know, to send that romantic text. We're missing, you know, we've got everybody down for nap time at the same time. And you know what? Could the groceries wait? Could running to the grocery store wait an extra 10 or 20 minutes? Would mm-hmm. it be better for everybody if the groceries were 20 minutes later? That's okay. Right? And so, you know, a few days ago, we actually asked the one family on our Facebook page. And for those of you that, that maybe are brand new and don't know about it, you can go to Facebook, type in One Extraordinary Marriage. You're going to find the page. We'd love to connect with you there. But we asked the one family there, what does spontaneous sex mean to you? Right. And so here are some of the answers, not planned an enjoyable quickie. When one of you is in the mood and the other is like, sure, why not? The next one, an excuse used by couples who really aren't ever getting any also known as a sexless lifestyle. It's fun and sexy. Just seeing where you can go in five minutes or less while the kids are getting ready for bed not planned, out of the blue, in a random place that isn't the bed. I like it. Power is out, middle of the afternoon, empty nesters. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. And and I remember the first time that Tony and I ever 
can can I just put in here though? I want to I want to give you guys the definition of spontaneous. Oh, there so, you go. So we so we can build off of what we heard from some folks in the one family. But let's let's go back to what spontaneous actually means. Like the definition, it's an adjective performed or occurring as a result of a sudden inner impulse or inclination and without premeditation or external stimulation. Okay. Stimulus. Stimulus. Stimulation. Mm-hmm. Eh, it could be both when we're talking about sex. Sex, right. So, you know, we, Tony and I have been talking about sex on the One Extraordinary Marriage show for almost seven and a half years now. Uh, we have been because the first show was 60 Days of Sex. Well, what I'm saying, it's been about seven and a half years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first time, we actually brought up this idea of of spontaneity within a structure when back like when we were coming out of out of the 60 days of sex challenge for ourselves Mm -hmm. we were talking to some folks and and you know we talked about this idea of scheduling sex and you know having spontaneity within that and this husband in the small group that we were talking about you know looked at us and he's like i would never do that i only want sex to be spontaneous i'm not like structure framework no no. like that's not going to happen and his wife looked at him very directly in the middle of this group of people and just in the most deadpan serious face just looked at him and said so how's that working out for you you could have heard a pin drop on the carpeted floor yeah it was that silent in there and and the fact is, is that, you know, just like these folks said, we do want things that aren't planned in our lives. We do. We have so much going on on a daily basis. Like I said, my alerts pop up on any given day, especially during the work week. I could have, you know, four or five coaching clients in addition to stuff with the kids and all this kind of stuff, plus stuff with Tony. Okay. There's a lot going on. And I still want the unplanned, mm-hmm. right? And so does Tony. Yeah, we both do. You know, we want those quick encounters, just like the one said, you know, where can you go in five minutes or less when the kids are getting ready for bed? Right. And this happened to us recently, just in the last week, actually. And we happened to have, you know, it was interesting because this is the way it played out. Alisa typically takes the kids to school. I would say 98% of the time she does take the kids to school. Um, And this morning was no different. But before she was taking our oldest, who he's the last one to go, I asked her, I said, hey, what do you have going on this morning? Because again, we're looking at our calendars. We're, 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 we're sinking ourselves to what's happening. She goes, well, I have this and this and this going on. I go, okay, well, when's the first one start? She told me the time and I looked at her and I said, hmm. I go, well, my first appointment and I can get some stuff done while you're, while you're driving um, the oldest to school. I go, my first appointment is at this time. So that gives us about 10 minutes. And when you get back and she looked at me and she's like, okay. And that, that was the connection part to go, we can make this happen. The spontaneous part is what happened afterwards when we met each other before we had sex, that time of like the time of her thinking about what she was going to do to be spontaneous. And I was going to do to be spontaneous as well as we met together in the hallway before we went to the bedroom. Right. And we'll get to that when we start talking Mm -hmm. about taking action, because I want to hit on a couple of these other points, too, because, you know, we want to have those quick encounters. Mm -hmm. But how do we do that when we've got, you know, how do we have the spontaneity like Tony was just telling you when you're looking at these full schedules? Right. And how do you do it around kids? Let's face it. Sometimes being spontaneous within a structure around kids takes a little extra planning. That's okay. You know, the one folk uh, person that said, not planned out of the blue in a random place that isn't the bed. 
I know I've said this on the One Extraordinary Marriage show many, many times, but you have been blessed with a house that has more than just a bedroom. Use those other rooms to spice things up. It's amazing how just not being in your bedroom brings an entirely different dynamic. You know, to say, hey, I'll meet you on the living room floor or want to join me for a shower? I would say the shower is one of the best places that we can be spontaneous with kids around. Absolutely. Well, and you know, the, you have the added benefit of built-in noisemaker or mm-hmm. sound. Sound. You got yeah. like you got like a built-in sound machine. Um, for those of you who have younger children, it, it's a. It might be. It, it might not be the time when they're awake, mm-hmm. and yet you can take that take advantage of that when they're in bed. Maybe you maybe you can you know take a shower after they're in bed or getting up in the morning. So when we bring up this idea of, you know, spontaneity and we're talking about, you know, in our full lives, we have to be spontaneous within the framework that we're operating in. Right. Because it's never going to be the perfect time. It's never going to be absolutely exactly from that one spot. And it's always going to work out. If you live in that Unfortunately, you're going to be disappointed more times than not because, as Elisa said, there's a lot going on in our lives. And to live there and, and only be at that one perfect point in time, man, it may take forever. Well, that's why somebody in the comments said, uh, you know, it's also known as the sexless lifestyle because most people are waiting to have spontaneous sex mm-hmm. and it's not happening. And instead, what we have to do is we have to get deliberate about our time and bring the spontaneity into that time. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can do so many people fight against this idea of structure. Right. They fight against the idea of having a framework because they feel like it's going to be limiting. They feel like it's going to take away from the experience. And really what happens is that that the opposite is true, because when you have when you have a framework, it becomes the starting line. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when Tony and I had that interaction, OK, here's our framework. We have 10 minutes in our full schedule today. Right. That was the starting line. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, we only have 10 minutes. It was like, we've got 10 minutes. What can we make happen? So starting line, not the ceiling, not the cap. And we want to we want to really dig into this and give you some specific ways that we can really help you foster the fact that that you can have creativity and you can be spontaneous in the time that you do have. Right. Because when when we look at folks and they're like, well, I want it to be spontaneous, but that's not happening. And I don't want to do structure because that makes me like, feel like I'm going to be confined. It's like saying, no, wait a minute. Can we, can we just bend your ear for a second and say, what if, what if within the structure that you already have, you could learn how to be spontaneous and have what you want within the structure that you're already operating in? Would that be a game changer for your marriage? Could you be that spontaneous lover that says, you know what? Here's our structure. Here's how I'm going to step up and I'm going to be spontaneous and I'm going to like light fireworks for my spouse. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, there'll be a few more extraordinary happenings around the one extraordinary marriage family. If you all of a sudden said, wait a minute, what can I do to be a spontaneous lover? Right. We want to get to that. But before we do. I don't want you to miss out on your chance to get your copy of called to love and have it actually. And guys, I'm going to tell you something. Um, you know, you've heard me talk about book, the subtitles experiencing the, your best marriage through the words of Jesus. A lot of you are like, okay, that sounds like a book on prayer. I mean, 
the late. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. When you start praying with your spouse, the level of emotional intimacy is going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. When the level of emotional intimacy skyrockets in your mar- skyrockets in your marriage, guess what else skyrockets? Yes, your physical intimacy. So I'm connecting the dots for you. Pray more, have more emotional intimacy. Therefore, have more sex. Get your copy this week at calledtolovebook.com. So structure, framework, spontaneity, how do we all pull it together? Right? Because a lot of us, you know, Tony and I struggled with this way back when, when we were embarking on the 60 days of sex challenge, which was the first episode of the one extraordinary marriage show. All of a sudden we had this huge amount of structure, right? We're going to have sex for 60 days. Right. We sure did. I mean, it was the first time in 11 years of our marriage that we honestly looked at sex from a completely different paradigm. Like we shifted everything that we thought we knew about our sexual intimacy and put it on its head. Absolutely. And when we started that, there was nothing that we could relate to because we never even, we heard of people doing this before and yet we had never done a a seven days of sex or 12, 14, 10, whatever it may have been. We went from sort of kind of having sex at times throughout the month you know, maybe. for a total of maybe two times a month, I think was probably our average for the, the, the five years prior, I would say. Yeah, you that's know, probably a good number. Yeah. You know, and maybe less on some months. So w- say one to two times. And then to come to this point and in this place in our lives and our marriage where we said, we're going to do it 60 times once every 24 hours. That required us being, you know, scheduling, being on the same page, figuring this thing out. Because had we not, we would have probably got past the first day and it wouldn't have happened afterwards. Well, and the reason I bring up the 60 days of sex challenges, because that was, that was a season in our marriage that had a tremendous amount of structure around it. Cause we were focused only on our, not, it started out being focused only on our sexual intimacy. It actually blossomed into, you know, crazy ripple effects into all five of the intimacies on the intimacy wheel. But in that, we had to make sure that we were figuring out how to be a spontaneous lover. Mm-hmm. Because uh, let me tell you, uh, that would have gotten really old really fast if it had been the same thing for 60 days. Yes. Right. And a lot of you that have done the seven days of sex challenge and have heard us talk about it or have picked up the book or whatever, you know that every single thing in that structured situation has a different theme. Why? Because we still need to have spontaneity. We still need to have creativity in our marriage. So, you know, one of the things that the two of you have to figure out is, you know, ask the question just like we did in the Facebook page. What does spontaneous sex look like to you? Because what it looks like to you And we shared what some folks thought it was. And then we read the definition. And yet, what does that mean to you guys? And here's the craziest thing. You may say, this is what it is. And and you're you're, you're blurting it out right now as we're talking. Tony and Elisa, this is what spontaneous sex is to me. Does your spouse know that? Because I will tell you, your spouse doesn't have ESP. Your spouse doesn't know what you think spontaneous sex is or what it may look like for you mm. unless they're right there beside you when you blurted it out. Blurted it out. So make sure that you take some time this week and and realize what spontaneous sex is for you 
and share that with your spouse during your coffee break, during your state of our marriage uh, conversation, whatever you have during this week, put that line down as mm-hmm. this is what I see spontaneous sex being for us or for me in our marriage. The next part is that you've got to actually look at what does, where does this fit into your schedules, right? You need to get out those calendars and say, when do we have those pockets? Right? And so last week, yeah. this, this is when it happened. We know, and, and for us, sometimes it's a hit or miss. And I'm going to just share that honestly mm-hmm. and truthfully for Elisa and I. Sometimes it, it's not this scheduled part of our lives. Now, the intimacy lifestyle is. We know that the intimacy lifestyle is. And I'm not going to go into it all. Listen to episode 140, com slash scheduling sex. I'll put a link to it. You can learn all about the intimacy lifestyle there. Inside of that, though, last week, we know that we can look at our calendars and go, hey, do you have 10 minutes here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a yes, and sometimes it's a no. And when it's a no, it's not a no, never, ever, ever again. It's a no, not right now, because the schedule is full. Right. Last week happened to be one of those weeks, and, and that day in particular, where both of us could say yes. Mm-hmm. And so within that, that's where the fun comes in because we go, okay, we know once Elisa gets home from dropping off Alex, it's go time. And so how do we make and create that spontaneity in that a moment? And I just want to say something real quick to that, that if when it is a no, that's not a rejection, right? right. Because it's a circumstances, right. right? It's not like this is, you know, if we're trying to do something spontaneous, sometimes the spontaneous isn't always going to be a yes, mm-hmm. right? You may not know everything your spouse has on the calendar and they're like, I am three minutes late already for getting somebody to ballet lessons. Okay. It's probably, that's not a rejection of you. That's a timing thing. Now here's the thing though, too. If you guys are both on electronic calendars, you and would your spouse already know that. would already know this. And you may even have a code word, which stands for spontaneous sex for you guys. Whatever that may be. Please have be. a code word. Yeah. Because you know, kids look at it and if the kids are on the calendar as well, but it may be just that, that little code word in there for you guys. That's a representation of, we got time. You're looking at the calendar. I'm looking at the calendar. We know this. So let's make sure it happens. So one of the first things that you can do to be a spontaneous lover is you have to actually initiate, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got to take the lead here and do something because you're creating the environment, right? When you're the one taking, deciding that you're going to be the spontaneous lover, you're creating an environment. Right. And some of you may not, like I may, you may have just heard me say, you need to initiate. And you're like, I don't know how I initiate. That's okay. You're not alone. There are lots of people that I talk to on coaching calls and things like that. And I'll ask them, I'm like, so how do you initiate sex? And uh, they're like, uh, want to have Good sex? Good question. Good question. Yeah. Want to have sex? Want to have sex? Which works. Mm-hmm. Definitely works. Hey, they're, they're, the, the direct approach. You're not beating around the bush. I'm happy about that. Is necessary at times because too many of us will beat around the bush and never really ask the question. So we never really get a a direct response if it's a yes or a no Mm -hmm. in those moments. Sometimes we're like, and and hey, I'm going to be the first to raise my hand because I know it. Get to bed. You know, Elisa comes to bed. Um, we got some skin on skin action. There's the, the cuddling up behind her, the spooning behind her, sort of the little, the, the little, um, thrust from the hips there and it's sort of like she's she, she's sitting there going uh, i'm reading my book leave me alone like, wh- like what are you doing what are you doing it's you know it's are, 10 30 at night we... you know and so hey 
Th- those work at time. Mm-hmm. Pelvic pelvic thrust is what I Pelv- was thinking. I was like, what I'm like, what am, I, what am I trying to f- figure out there? Right. Um, but that's that's an indirect, right? right? That, that's sort of like, hey, 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 you know, let, let's go. Other times it's, hey, do you have time? You right know, now. Let's, let, do you have time for sex right now? Um, call it making love. Call it whatever you want. For Elise and I, sex, making love, that's that's interchangeable. For us, the moment together, that that time together is very special. So mm-hmm. sex, making love, it's all the same to us. And and so in that, like if you need help figuring out how to initiate or even just getting some creative ideas, we actually have a resource. Tony, can you link to that yeah. in the show notes? It's 21 called- Ways to Initiate Sex with Your Spouse. I'll, awesome. And I'll link to it. So you want to be spontaneous, pick one of these. It might be that, you know, if you have kids, all the kids are out of the house, like the empty nesters mm-hmm. that, you know, jumped in on the uh, the Facebook page. You might walk into the living room in lingerie. Okay. He might get the hint. He might get the hint. I mean, guys are guys are usually pretty good if they see lingerie walk in front of them. They know it's a green light. Guys, on the other side, I have these Jinsey, and I'll put a link to these too, yeah. these Jinsey boxers. Guys love these. I mean, guys love them because of just the feel, and the wives love them because they look sexy. I mean, yeah, these are these are good. cool. These are cool boxers. So I know for us guys, it can be a little tougher to dress in a way that shows that we're initiating. I believe these work, and I've worn them myself. Where I'm like, hey, and I'm wearing I'm wearing these boxers, and Elisa's like, yep, I got it. Like, you look good. I, I go. love it. I'm Let's in. go. And I mean, I've I've had those occurrences where even if I have my loose boxers on, I'll I'll change to put these on. And make sure that I'm letting her know, like, hey, I, I got these on for you, baby doll. Yeah. So I'll make sure to put a link to those two. Yeah. Another another way to create spontaneity as a lover is to get outside of your bedroom, right? You know, your spouse is coming home from a long day at work. Have the picnic blanket set up in the living room with candles, right? Go into, you know, have the shower running or a bathtub with candles around. Create an atmosphere, right? You want to be spontaneous? Mm-hmm. Yes. That Does that mean there's a little bit of premeditated, which I know comes out of the definition of spontaneous. I'm going to overrule that and just yes. say you're creating a spontaneous environment for your spouse, right? Welcome them home. Welcome them home naked. I'm telling you, your spouse walks in the door and you're naked. Th- th- it's a go. And last week, this is what, what happened. I'm, and I'm glad oh, you yeah. brought this up because both of us were going, okay, you know what? We got this time together. And so this is what ended up happening. Elisa's walking through the door. I knew she was walking through the door. I was ready naked. She walked through the door because we have our garage, which goes into our our laundry area. She walks into the hallway. We both meet up there. We're both naked. And he had already turned the heat on. And I already turned the heat on because it was a cooler morning and I knew it needed to be hot in here for Elisa. So boom, there was the the spontaneity that occurred. Wasn't the the spontaneity, let, let me, let me make sure we got this. The spontaneity wasn't the, okay, here are our schedules and we're going to do something together for 10 minutes. The spontaneity came when we both said, we're going to do something fun for each other. Coming together into that Neither hallway, one of us had any idea. Neither one of us had an idea there. Coming into that hallway together, both of us naked, boom. That's the spontaneity. See? And it wasn't perfect. It wasn't planned. It wasn't... But we had to schedule, we had to be on the same page in a place so we could get there. Mm-hmm. So, so don't miss the moment. It was just in that moment of like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Boom. We got 10 minutes. Let's make it happen. Right. Because we know so many of you are doing the intimacy lifestyle. But we want you to not have it be routine. 
So that's where you've got to look at these opportunities to create, to create the spontaneity to say, okay, you know what? It's my night to initiate. What am I going to do different that's going to be spontaneous, that's going to create a shift in the atmosphere here? And, and I just want to say, you know what? Think about different times of the day too, right? Wake up and have spontaneous sex. I'm telling you, when you're awake, sex is amazing. When you're falling to sleep, it gets a little bit more challenging. Just saying, you know, meet each other for lunch. That's like, you want to be spontaneous, walk in the door and be like, hey, I brought lunch, but let's eat after, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do dessert before we go out on a date. Let's do these different things. You've got to take action. You've got to choose to do this. And I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to do it for a period of 60 days, right? That's only two months, but it really gives you time to get an idea of what this looks like. Yeah. You, you got to have time together and knowing what works. The best thing that happened to Elisa and I, when we did the 60 days of sex challenge was that it was a period of time in which we were able to constantly learn from one each other. So same with the intimacy lifestyle. Don't do it for one week and go, Oh, it didn't work. I mean, um, that doesn't, that doesn't count. That doesn't I'm count. sorry. doesn't count. You, you got to use this and you got to put it into play for more than a week. So as Elisa said, get started, make sure you put it on your calendar that you are going to commit to this for two months, right? You're going to commit to doing something new and different over those two months. You're going to learn what spontane- spontaneous sex looks like and being a spontaneous lover means to your spouse. So this week, when you get started, the number one thing we want you to do is we want you to go out there and share with your spouse what it means to have spontaneous sex and to be a spontaneous lover in your marriage. Because that's where you start to give your spouse an idea and an understanding of where you guys are. And then you get to apply that over the next two months as you introduce the intimacy lifestyle. All right, you guys, sex is fun, sex is interesting. We can have so many different places, different ways. The key though is getting on that same page together and making it happen. We love you guys, have a fantastic week. We wanna hear your hugs. Make sure you call us 858-876-563 or email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys, have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.